This is Jets at Noon with Cameron Poitras on 680-CJOB. Hello, welcome to the show. Jim, how you doing? Good afternoon, I'm well. How are you? I First day of the week, you were back. I forgot about, and it happens. That's why it's Tuesday. I forgot yeah. about Terrific Tuesday. Well, usually Terrific Tuesday. That's, tu- that's what we're trying to offset, and we did it ourselves. <laughs> we forgot about Tuesday. Because it felt like a Monday, and that yes. was the problem. That was what... So today's Wednesday, and we want to apologize to Tuesday, because yeah. Terrific Tuesdays are catching on, and... Even Kelly Moore was on board. Now, if you mention tequila, he's usually on board regardless. But tequila Tuesday, he, yeah. he last Tuesday, he was like, it's terrific Tuesday, Tother. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he forgot. And I said, it's Jim Kelly. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. It's but yeah, James. so a shout out to, it's James. It's a shout out to Terrific Tuesday on a Wednesday. Uh, today is, um, as we go along the show, there's a couple of... Uh, uh, pretty fairly big uh, anniversaries. I'm, other one being celebrated. One depending on, I guess, where you land in the hockey world um, and what your opinion on that is. We'll get to those two um, as the day goes on. But I'll give you a hint. One of them happened ten years ago today. We'll get to that in our final segment uh, involving the Winnipeg Blue Bombers. Uh, we'll talk uh, best wingers as well in the National Hockey League. We talked centers yesterday. We're going to talk wingers, uh, defensemen, and goaltending as the as the rest of the as the week goes on Um, and the uh, Arizona coyotes, uh, they have an, they have a latest community uh, also known as a, their latest victim in uh, this ongoing uh, arena uh, situation for the coyotes. Basically they're stuck at mullet arena, but they have another community. Uh, A letter of intent reportedly has been, has been sent out. Uh, We'll, we'll talk about that uh, when we come back from sports for just a little bit, but I wanted to do this and I wanted to uh, continue this over the the rest of the week as well, Jim, where we talk about uh, performances and I call it up or down. I like this. And I was going to grab the sound effect uh, from home improvement to like go, what? I do not enjoy that whatsoever. No, you don't. I I was not, I didn't watch home improvement religiously. I, I, I saw it. It was okay, but the whole, <laughs> I just, I'm like, do you write that on a script? Do you actually put those words? I down? think they were. They must have been. How uh, else uh, did he uh, know uh, to uh, do it? I think he was, uh, wow, anyways, there's some stuff. Plus, why is Wilson so creepy? Like, let's just see him. Why is he? I, mean, I stand what, over why? my fence now, and my neighbor, Dwayne, says, hey, Jim, and I look over the fence. Now just eyes, eh? like, you look like Wilson, and I'm like, thank you. You know? Thing about Wilson is, uh, I mean, was he really that smart? You always have to go to him for everything. Listen to every time he said anything. Yeah, it's like, like who he is was this running guy? his life. <laughs> Wilson was running his like life. Like the, the wife is is on him rightfully for he did something yeah. wrong, and then he goes out and he goes, "Well, this is what she thinks, and this is what I yeah. think." And I'm like, "Is this guy a priest?" <laughs> 
He's just a great app. Is Wilson a priest? Anyways, uh, so up or down, we'll go through a couple players for the Winnipeg Jets here uh, as well, and uh, maybe we'll look at some units as the week goes on. Uh, we got uh, Gabe Velarde, we got Nikolai Ehlers, and we got Dylan Sandberg to go through today, but we'll start off with the first one, Josh Morrissey. And we're talking about this in terms of uh, in terms of points. If you want to text the show and weigh in on this, of course, you are more than welcome to do so. I would love it if you did and love to get your comments on the show, 204 780 6868 204-780-6868. Josh Morrissey, Jim Toth. Is he going up or is he going down in points? Well, 76 points in 78 games. A point per game defenseman on the Winnipeg Jets. Are you going, are you going to be bold, Jim Toth? I, you know how I feel about Josh Morrissey. I yep. believed in him since day one. Mm-hmm. I believed in him when he had some struggles and long before I knew why personally he was struggling. Um, I think he's an Olympian and uh, uh, Team Canada at 28 years old. Um, I, I go on and on and on. I don't think he gets 76 points this year. Okay. I think he, if he's healthy, he only missed four games last year. I think in 82 games, he comes in at about 65, 70 points. I think I, that's I think, reasonable. And I think it's because of now we're going to get into this as the offseason rolls on too about the power play and how it struggled mightily. Um, but I think without a Blake Wheeler and without a Pierre-Luc Dubois and without those players to be feeding, I think it's going to be a team that allows less and puts in less. And and I'm going to find a way to be more evenly matched throughout their lineup, and I just don't see them scoring more without those two high-end skilled players in the lineup. Now, does that mean I think Josh Morrissey takes a step back this year? Not at all. Um, mm-hmm. This is points, as you said, and so I am going with – the under on 76 points in 82 games. I think he's 65 to 70, but I still think he's very good defensively. I think he's still playing a ton of minutes. And I will be even more impressed with Josh Morrissey if he can, without the, if the lineup stays the same as it is as of today, scores more than 76 points in 82 games. I'm going to agree with you. I'm also going to go, uh, I'm going to take the under on Josh Morrissey just for the point of how difficult it is for a defenseman oh, yeah. in the National Hockey League to hit 76 points, particularly a, a you know a point-a-game player on nearly uh, over the course of the season. His shooting percentage uh, was personally above average, but Jim, I think um, he's been, he got some more offensive zone starts um, he, you know, with not really more significant rise in his, in the, in his ice time, it was relatively the same, but I think when it came to his shot being better, I, I actually think that that's going to continue. I think he's going to continue to have a really, really great wrist shot from, from particularly from the blue line. Um, and on that left side of the ice, I, 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 I see him. He might get 15, 16 goals again. I wouldn't be surprised at that. Um, but Oh, it's going to be real, real tough for him to get to 76. So having said all that, I think he's going to have a fantastic year next year, but I, 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 I'm not going to bet on him hitting 76. I think it's just too difficult. Uh, number two, Gabe Velarde up or down 41 points in 63 games, 23 goals. I am going to go up mm-hmm. on Gabe Velarde. I think if he plays the full 82, I think that he'll have about 50 to 60 points. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think that this is the beginning of a 23-year-old forward who is projecting or could be a, a point-per-game player. Now, you and I were discussing this prior. Yeah. I don't know if Gabe Vlardy's ever going to be an 82-point guy in an 82-game season. Yeah. I do see him at, right now, and I don't want to put a ceiling on him because at 23 years old, I, I've liked everything about him, and his injuries have derailed some of his development time. So by... 25, 26, which is just two to three years away. 
Maybe he is putting up 89 points in 82 games. I see him as a consistent 65 to 70 point getter. Mm-hmm. Uh, I know he had 41 points in 63 games last year. 23 goals is what is the impressive part. And that's what I'm excited about for him on he's this He's got a great lineup. shot. got a great shot. He's got a great shot, but he's got great hands in close. Like he can do what Rick Bonus has constantly asked his team to do last year was go to the net, get to the net, um, make life difficult to get. That's where he sort of earns his with his great hands. Mm-hmm. So I think he is going to score more than 41 points this year, and I think he comes in around 55 to 60. Yeah, I, I think he can hit 30 goals. I think that that's a real, real good shot for him this year. Uh, his ice time la, uh, last season with L.A., 15 minutes and 36 seconds. That's going to go up. Uh, Pierre-Luc Dubois, Blake Wheeler, those minutes have to go somewhere. Pierre-Luc Dubois, uh, who I guess you could compare to his, as his replacement here, uh, averaged 18 minutes and 27 seconds. Uh, Velarde is going to go up. He has to stay healthy. He's got a great shot. He's got a great shooting percentage that he's fairly maintained over the course of the year. So I'm I'm going up on, on Gabe Velarde uh, if he stays healthy. Nikolai Ehlers. Now, um, I'm going to say up. And this is another situation where I say he has to stay healthy as well. But I, I think it's time, for me at least, for Nick Ehlers. In a, he's in a situation where this year he's got to put up or shut up. And no disrespect, but it's time for Ehlers to become everything that has made him this analytical community darling all this time, right? All these, all these things that we were made to believe that Nick Ehlers is and has been hampered by poor coaching uh, and uh, placement by those coaches in, in, in not putting him in the right situations or the right spots. Okay, I, I, th- I think that conversation about usage needs to come to an end. We can't see any more defensive zone turnovers. We can't see him skating around the Ozone doing absolutely nothing. Um, and, and that's not to say that's constantly with Nick Ehlers. We see fantastic games last year from him. But those are the situations that have held him back more than anything, more than any coaching decision can, can, can have been. So I'm betting on Ehlers to have his best season ever here, but I think it's time for Ehlers to become the player that I'm constantly being told that he is, that that we just haven't seen yet. So you're taking over on I'm the, taking well, over. 38 I, I, and 45. Yeah, See, here's yeah. the thing with Ehlers. His most productive year points-wise was 2020-2021. One point off a point-a-game player. 21 goals, 25 assists, 46 points in 47 games. Mm-hmm. 55 in 62 games last year, which is really saying something because he only played the first two. I think he yeah. had three points. Yes. And then he went months without playing. So to finish with 55 points in 62 games and 28 goals with that much time off from the beginning of the season, I yeah. think is a credit to him. 38, I was sorry, that was two years ago. I apologize. Uh, last year, 38 points in 45 games. Same kind of, yeah, this yeah, is yeah. what I was leaning yeah, towards. Yeah, yeah, the 38 yeah. points in 45 games is a tribute when you're off that much is what I was trying to say about last year. Um, and the full, only two times he's played a full season was his sophomore and uh, junior season, we'll call it. His rookie year, he had 38 points, 72 games. Then he had 64 points in 82 games, 60 points in 82 games, and then that's when these projections started coming for him. Since then, he's played 62, 71, 47, 62, and 45 games. Nicky, there's just 27 years old. Mm-hmm. Is he a point-a-game player in your mind? I think he is. He can be. Um, but... He hasn't. He, he can be a point per game player. Absolutely, he can be. So this is what I used to say about Patrick Line. And all I ever heard about Patrick Line was he needs better line mates. He needs to be up with Shifley. He needs to be on the number one line. And I kept replying that if he is so dynamic, he should be making his line mates better. I agree with that. Nick Ehlers can make his line mates better. Patrick Line, 
I don't think is that kind of a winger. I think Patrick Laine is a great goal scorer, and I think he has great vision with his he's or, moving sorry, to, his great he's hands. He's moving to center, according to Mike Babcock and Columbus and Patrick. His, I don't think that's going to last long, but that's just my His backhand is elite. His backhand pass is elite. Mm-hmm. But I don't know if he's ever going to be a point-of-game player because it's dependent on who he's playing with. Nick Ehlers, I think, can make other players better. Can he be a point-of-game player? I'm with you. It has to happen this year. Mm-hmm. He has to stay healthy. And if I'm Nick Ehlers, what you need to work on this offseason is to whatever you have to do with what you've figured out with your body to stay healthy. He really needs to have a f- couple yeah. full seasons here. The Jets need him to produce. So on the 38 points in 45 games, what do you fast forward that to 82 games? I guess that's 75 points. 70, yeah, 76, something like that. I'll take the over. Yeah, I'll take the over on him too, but he's got to stay healthy. And it's it's time for Nick Ehlers to become the Nick Ehlers we've been told that he is. Uh, that's it for this segment. We'll come back on the other side. The Arizona Coyotes ownership eyeing another victim. <laughs> victim. <laughs> we'll be right back. Jets at noon on 680-CJOB. Welcome back. Cam Poitras, Jim Toth, Jets at Noon. Text the show, 204-780-6868, 204-780-6868. Here you go, Jim. Arizona Coyotes ownership are working away at finding another spot for an arena in the Phoenix metropolitan area, reportedly considering Mesa, uh, also home of the Chicago Cubs uh, Cactus League uh, facility. And have submitted a letter of intent to buy 41 acres. The target date for new arena is the start of the 2026-2027 season. I'll believe that when I see it. Uh, the Coyotes are stuck at Mullet Arena for the foreseeable future after losing that vote in the spring to build a new rink entertainment district in Tempe. They're not the, the, the NHL's not giving up on Arizona. This is gonna go on for eternity. Mesa. Mesa. Why not Scottsdale? <laughs> Why not go back to Glendale? Why don't you just build it in Phoenix? I know why, like, all oh, the city and the land and all. Just build it. Give yourself a chance. Just build it in Phoenix. Just build it within the city limits of Phoenix. Why, why don't they? they? They obviously, I don't think they can. I don't think, I don't think the city of Phoenix wants a chance. them there. I don't think they want them there. Well, they're going to have them. Because it doesn't matter what Phoenix wants. You're taking the Coyotes. You're going to have this team. Gary Bettman and the owners want you to have this. You're going to take it. They're not going anywhere. Mesa. Yep. My my brother came in all the way from Scottsdale for this. My brother came from Scottsdale. You're going to (laughs) sing and take this Coyotes team. You're going to take these Coyotes. These eyes, do 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 do, cry every night. Ah, crying. This state has seen no love for the coyotes, but they're going to see the coyotes for a long, long time to come. Yeah, These go back coyotes. to Phoenix, and then maybe they can be the Phoenix Coyotes once again. Anyways, I hope somebody in Glendale who owns like a couple pita pits or something goes. I'll build an arena in Gl- if you bring it back to Glendale. <laughs> somebody's got to. I do hope it. somebody steps up. Let's take a break for sport. Well, for news and weather with um, Skylar Peters, Just and then we'll talk best wingers in the National Hockey League and a couple of anniversaries. Build it in the city. Jets at noon on six eight CJOB.
and a high of 22. Right now, 18 degrees at 680 CJOB. I don't know about you two, but the uh, cheapskate me doesn't mind just cracking open a window at night, letting it ride throughout the day, not having to worry about the AC. How about you? Back to Jets at noon. Oh, I am in on that. I don't mind this high 21, 20s. I don't mind this. I'm in. I'm in. This is the peak wardrobe. The, the shorts and the sweater up top. You have some long sleeves up top. You have some fantastic dogs uh, park. Fantastic hairy legs. Thank you. Way, I just got a good shot of. <laughs> <laughs> well, you can't all have great hair on our head like Jim Toth. So, yeah, well, that's a nice sweater, Childers and uh, Tyler Childers. Yeah, it's my. Uh, Big fan of Charlie Chilton. That's who I will not be voting for in the 2024 uh, U.S. presidential election. A, because I'm Canadian, and B, because uh, they're not running. But Tyler yeah. Childers, Zach Bryan. They should be. They, they could run that country. They should run. Yeah. Do not use my glorious hair as a distraction from you wearing 80s volleyball shorts to work. They're like 2011. Circa 2011. See, I'm just old. I guarantee Christian O'Mell is going to come in with an older pair of... Athletic shorts today. These oh, will, this will not sure. be the oldest pair of athletic shorts in and the CGOB a, newsroom at 2 o'clock. love to Christian O'Mell, but... And a 70s Bill Walton headband. The, That's the only thing he's missing. He's I've, got the frame, everything. Christian O'Mell dresses how he feels that day, and some days I'm kind of worried about him. Some days it's a rainbow, <laughs> and other days it's... Look at us, <laughs> just... Just bestowing our fashion knowledge on our coworkers. Yeah, like really the three most snapping gentlemen that you'd ever see walking down Portage Avenue. Oh yeah, get out of my way. My oversized golf shirts and jeans are really the. Pull out my monocle and just you know I got I got the the walking cane. You know what I mean? Yeah, the walking stick. You need a. You should get a walking stick with like a skull on the knob. White uh, like Mickey Mouse gloves. Oh, big ones. And a top hat. (laughs) Yeah. Exactly. I went to the uh, Barbie movie last night, boys. Hey, I got some pimp. wardrobe ideas. Yeah, how was it? You went to Barbie. How was it? Uh, it was pretty good. Yeah. I Well, I guarantee I laugh more than I would if I went to Oppenheimer. Uh, got a couple free coupons, <laughs> too. The, they yeah, oversold the movie, and I had to like stand at the back some, for the first 30 that's minutes. That's some intellect movie critique right there. I didn't laugh as much as I w- would have if so I went to they, Schindler's List. Unconfirmed because I haven't I haven't seen Oppenheimer. So if I laugh like eight or more times during Oppenheimer, I guess that's okay. a lie. But I don't think I'm going to. I saw if Indiana you laugh Jones. At anything at Oppenheimer, I think you're. <laughs> yeah. I saw I saw Indiana Jones. I thought it was really good. I thought you know everyone was kind of was going after it. it. It is what it is. I thought it was a really good movie. I really liked it. Indiana Jones. Yeah, I went and saw it on my uh, week off. You say so Indiana you Jones the for the first time. No, the the most recent one, The Dial oh, of Destiny. The, oh, I'm sorry. Not like Raiders Lost Ark. I was like, since I've been like, six. Is this new? Have you just heard of this? The, yeah. So you had the option of seeing. You heard of this Indiana Jones character? <laughs> He's in films, <laughs> moving pictures. How old is Harrison Ford? He He's looks like 78, great. isn't he? <laughs> yeah. He looked phenomenal when I saw him. The, Romancing uh, the stone. To have the option between Oppenheimer. Barbie, which is you know probably something your significant other might drag you to, but regardless, mm-hmm. um, the, the Mission Impossible movie is also out. To go see Indiana Jones with that murderer's row of movie lineups is uh, that's a choice. We're avoiding the real problem here, and the real problem is there's Oppenheimer or Barbie, and that's that's what's I don't wrong go, I don't with go. filmmaking these days. <laughs> I, don't, I don't go down. I do what I want. Good. Well, there's not unless there's a superhero movie. The world needs another superhero movie. Yeah. Enough with the superhero movies. Make a film. 
You know what? It's gotten so bad too that it's the bottom of the barrel too. It's like who's yeah, this guy you've never heard of? Somebody's cousin got stepped on by an ant, and now he can walk backwards really <laughs> now fast. Now he can turn himself into a cloud. He can walk backwards so fast that when mistakes are made, he can get back there and fix them. Yeah, you just like tripled your salary with that one line there. I think if you took that to Disney right now, we'd be looking for a new co-host of Jets and well, I'd still do it from Hollywood. <laughs> Just I don't do this. I don't do are. this for the money. I'd get up. I'd thanks, get up early. Thanks, Skyler. Uh, thanks, Skyler, for two, that critique of two four four seven eight zero sixty eight sixty eight. It's worth eight laughs. He so if you think a price of admissions where they he's hoping to laugh eight times at Opp- Oppenheimer or Schindler's List or Platoon. If he laughs more than eight times in any of those films, then it's I, better than Barbie. I couldn't because I went to the, I went to go see the movie by myself. Was a Barbie? Tuesday. Yeah. Oh, no, Indiana Jones. Indiana Jones, and I could not go to see Barbie by myself. <laughs> Why? <laughs> Just be you. I have a friend who we both know, Kevin O, went to Barbie by himself. He goes to movies all the time by himself. Well, that's fine, but I like going to movies he by myself. He said I went to Barbie by myself. <laughs> I just can't. I just couldn't Load do it. up on candy, and I'm like, did you, did you sit in the back with a, <laughs> with, with a trench coat? He's getting a pack of Twizzlers. <laughs> uh, anyway, Nick Healers take the over, I guess, is what we agreed on. <laughs> 204-780-6868, 204-780-6868. Uh, best wingers in the NHL. What a segue. Um, <laughs> uh, I decided on 35 names that I'm going to throw at you, and I, and I put them into three tiers, Jim, and I'm just going to get your response on it. And we'll, we'll, You know what? Let's, let's go from the bottom, and we'll go up. Before we do this yeah. quickly, for those of you who think talk hockey, this is what hockey players talk about when if you're ever in the room and they're sitting around and – they're just gearing down and discussing. They they talk like I mean, I was in the Jets room when Frozen took off. I've yeah. yet to see Frozen, but that's how Shifley and Truba started singing the Frozen song, and they would do it, and then they would talk about it, and then they got into an argument with somebody else on the team that Frozen was just a good film regardless of whether it was for kids or not. And yeah. So this isn't the only dumb conversation you're hearing today. <laughs> it happens all the time in hockey rooms about yeah. the debate over whether Shrek – was good or not is unbelievable amongst well, hockey We're not players. even going to get into that because it's a long discussion because yeah. I can tell you Shrek's a good movie. 204-780-6868. Okay, so here's my tier three list. Now, I got 20, 20, 35 names. I got a bunch in, in each, but okay, so tier three, um, top 35, and we'll start with the uh, with, with this group here, tier three. Timo Meyer, Pavel Buchnevich, Claude Giroux, Alex Tuck, Jamie Benn, Kevin Fiala, Andre Kuzmenko, Tyler Toffoli, Nick Ehlers, Patrick Kane, Clayton Keller, Brad Marchand, Chris Kreider, Troy Terry, Cole Caulfield, and I can't believe I added this name, but he had a great year last year, Jeff Skinner. So is this order top to bottom or bottom? This is three. This is number three. Because that, is- that list in my mind got better as you went on. Yeah. So tier three, yeah, I, I mean, I don't. I only put I put Patrick Kane in the third tier um, for the sole fact that he didn't really have well. First of all, he didn't have a great year last year, and looking at what's going to happen with him this year, I'm not sure w- how things are going to play out. So that's why I put him there. Okay. Um, yeah. Yeah, I don't have a problem with any of those lists in the tier three. 
Tyler Toffoli. You know what? I think Tyler Toffoli is going to have a big year in New Jersey. He's a solid winger. You know what? A very underrated guy. Uh, Andre Kuzmenko with Vancouver. That was a good year. Kuzmenko's good too. Yeah, and uh, Toffoli had a really good year last year with Calgary despite the the struggles of that team. Okay, tier two. Okay. Alex Ovechkin, Mark Stone, Mitch Marner, Jason Robertson. This is tier two. Wow. Alex Ovechkin, Mark Stone, Mitch Marner. Jason Robertson, Brady Kachuk, William Nylander, Kyle Connor, Johnny Gaudreau, Jake Gensel, Jesper Bratt, Zach Hyman, Andre uh, Svechnikov. Half of that I agree, Tier 2. The first four, I, I think, are Tier 1 still. I think there's seven, I think there's seven wingers in the league that are... Uh, that, are, are at, in, in a different zone. I mean, Alex Ovechkin had 75 points in 73 games and 42 points. I, that's why I have him first. He's he's number eight on the list. In but tier I, two, yeah. I think he's number eight. Now, Mark Stone is is um, is number nine, and then Mitch Marner's number 10. Jason Roberts is number 11. Is that, on a side note, not incredible? 37 years old, a point-a-game player, two years in a row, and he was injured the year the third, but the last two years, Alex Ovechkin is a point of game player to the to the extent of fifty goals and ninety points in seventy seven games. Last year, seventy three games, forty two goals, seventy five points at thirty seven years old. Mm-hmm. But you're right, at thirty seven, he could. That's the thing. I yeah. mean, is he going to beat uh, Gretzky's goals record? Yeah, he's going to. He's got eight hundred and twenty two right now. Yeah, he's going to get it. He's going to. He's got eight seventy six. I hope he gets it, and I'm. This is the anniversary of the Wayne Gretzky trade, by the way. But oh, I, that's the other anniversary. He's got a 35 years since uh, the Oilers traded Gretzky to L.A. Do you remember where you were that day? <laughs> Non-existing. Non-existent. Was your dad? Uh, uh, <laughs> if I asked him, yeah, probably. He probably was happy. He hated the Oilers. He has 894 goals, and Alex Ovechkin has 822. He needs two more years of... Yeah, he'll he'll do it. Yeah. He would have to drastically drop off to the point of like 30 goals or less. He's still like, you don't think that he's going to get 30. I think he's good for 30 goals a season for the next three years. Few. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. So 100%. yeah, till 40. Yeah. But that would be, if he breaks it at the age of 40, as opposed to the age of 39 or 37 mm. and a half, 38. So anyway, if, um, if Jason Robertson, like if Jason Robertson kept up his torrid pace, which I don't think was even possible, um, I would have had him in the tier one. Okay, here's tier one. Here's the seven guys that I think are above everybody. Um, Matthew Kachuk, number one. Number two, David Pasternak. Number three, Nikita Kucherov. Number four, Kirill Kaprasov. Number five, Miko Rantanen. This one, I'm surprised, but I did my research, and Tim Stutzla is up there, I think. Yeah, I, he 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 really honest to God is, and then um, Artemi Panarin at number seven with the Rangers. In terms of the way that they play, defensive forward goals uh, usage, I just think that those seven guys are in the top tier. So I'll give you this: Mark Stone is is pretty impressive. Yeah, I agree. He is. Yeah, there's I'm, no doubt about it. I think that he's got he's got to stay healthy over the next little bit. Right, yeah. the number one winger in the NHL, I think, is David Pasternak. Mm-hmm. I, um, I, I think it's I think it's Matthew Kachuk after the playoffs and just how. But well, but like that, I mean, that's that's a dynamic. I I could go either way. 
because Tuchuk was my number two, and he was just too good in the playoffs. And he he brings ta- intangibles to the game that Pasternak does not. So maybe all right, ra- yeah. I mean, this is so fascinating, right? I have Kirill Kaprizov. Kirill Kaprizov. Kaprizov, sorry, Kirill Kaprizov. Um, I have him a little higher. I have him like third or fourth. Yeah, I think he is. You think absolute- he's better than Nikita Kucherov? Well, this is the thing. That's I'm, history speaking. Kucha, I, yeah. He had a great season last year, too. He did, but. I I have, I'll put him fourth behind uh, Nikita Kucherov. Yeah. Okay. So I'll go that route. Um, and then I'm all about Jason Robertson. I think he's uh, the future. I think he's dynamic. I think he's a natural, pure goal scorer. Mm-hmm. Where do you have Kyle Connor? I have Kyle Connor in tier two amongst the group of tier two guys. That's where I have him, right between William Nylander and Johnny Gaudreau. I'd have him in the top 10 year in, year out. Uh, I still have him in the top 10. I don't have him in the top seven, but I do have Tim Stutzla ahead of him. Yeah, I think Tim Stutzla, and that's where a lot of people say you never admit when you're wrong, Toth. I totally admit I was wrong on that contract that the Ottawa Senators gave him. Was, I admitted yeah. that, uh, I think, at the end of the regular season. He's more yeah. than a point-of-game player at this young age. And I thought they had could have held off and paid him. I can't imagine if they had him on a bridge deal for another year or two. Yeah, what they would have to pay him. I I, th- I totally crow on that. It was a brilliant move by Ottawa to lock him in like they did. And I think he is going to be the number one winger in the National Hockey League eventually. I think. So. Wow, he's gonna be. He's gonna get there close. He's gonna get close. He's got some good competition there, but. Um... Uh, I I just think that he's just. Where do you? Just I know we'll probably two, do this later yeah. in the week. Sorry. Go ahead. No, I'm I'm just saying like I just think he's I just think his trajectory is going in in yeah. an incredible direction. So, um, where where do you have Kyle Connor this year? What do you think happens with Kyle? It's 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 a good question. I mean, how willing is the team going to be to keep him with Shifley? Uh, historically, they've both scored and provided points, but uh, so offensively, they're dynamite. It's just the other side of the ice. That's it. So yeah, how, but, so how much he, he was one of the guys the first three months on the team, and even in a January when they were in first in the West, he was one of the guys that I, I think he's Johnny Gaudreau in Calgary. Yeah, more defense, better defense will lead to more offense. I agree with Kyle Connor. I agree. I think when it's all offense is when he struggles, and the turnovers come. I think if he gets back to that better defensively, he will score more. He will produce more. I honestly believe that. And to the point of Tim Stutzel, he's 21 years old now. Last year, he had 90 points and 39 goals in 78 games at 21 years old. Yeah. 204 780 I don't even have him on here. Like, that's that's not even good. I don't even have him on here. 204-780-6868. 35th anniversary of Wayne Gretzky being traded from Ottawa to L.A. There's another big anniversary, a little closer to home. We'll be right back. Are you wondering what Kevin O is choosing to go to by himself this week? (laughs) Jets at noon on 680 CJOB. Well, I got a couple of text messages here. I guess I said uh, uh, Wayne Gretzky's trade from Ottawa to L.A. Obviously a mistake on my part. I was thinking about Tim Stutzla. I don't know on the brain. Stutzla. I'm not a total idiot. Stutzla. Yeah. Um. Also, a couple notes is uh, Martin Jones has just signed a one-year deal to be the backup in Toronto. Martin Jones on a one-year deal to the Toronto Maple Leafs just coming out. Oh, cool. There you go. 
Good for him. One year, 875000 for Jones, which I think is good for him, but also good for the Leafs yeah. as a backup. Yeah. Um, and then somebody was asking us about the Tom Wilson contract. We'll have to talk about that tomorrow when we yeah. have more time, but that's that's something we should talk about. And uh, I need to clarify, Kevin O did not go to Barbie by himself. He took his daughters. It oh. was... The there was three other movies he's gone to by himself, but he okay. took his daughter. It wasn't Barbie, the Barbie. So, yeah, okay. well, it wasn't good. eating the Twizzlers yeah. and the popcorn and the. Yeah, that's good to, that's good to clarify that. Not that there's anything wrong with that. Yeah. Anyways, no, go to the Barbie movie by yourself. It's fine. I the just whole do it. It, this shocks people when people go to the movies by themselves, right? Like it just I I, I, I I love movies so much that when I was in junior high and nobody could go, I would just go by myself. I loved going by myself. Yeah, it's when I flunked out of first year U of W. Going to movies by myself all the time. <laughs> the, the was, that history class, I'll just you blow that off. Every week would go, go to see, class I'll to go see, see the, a movie. I'll go see Viggo Mortensen in the road. Oh, I love that movie. <laughs> it's a great movie. Scary as heck. Viggo's yeah. beautiful. I'm going to oh, have uh, Viggo Morganson's twin, twin uh, Winnipeg's version twin, uh, Mark Arndt, on the show on Friday to talk some tennis. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, here's another 10-year anniversary today. Uh, 10 years since Winnipeg Football Club president and CEO Wade Miller took over the job uh, for the Winnipeg Blue Bombers with the firing of Joe Mack, president and CEO, as well as president and CEO Garth Butchko on August 9th, 2023. Um, Wade takes over as an interim basis as president and CEO. Kyle Walters, uh, over the next period of a few days, takes over on an interim basis as the general manager. He was the assistant GM under Joe Mack. And then eventually, uh, Winnipeg Blue Bombers hire Mike O'Shea on December 4th, 2013. Uh, I'll tell you this. I remember I remember the day very, very vividly. I was working at Q101 in Merritt, uh, and I was a very happy camper when Joe Mack got uh, sent sent home. I was not happy with the team. I was, I was, it was, I was in a tough, I was in a tough place, Jim. Uh, but what that ultimate that decision that day has ultimately been one of the best decisions that the franchise has ever uh, ever done. Well, and I thought it was simply a PR move. I think at the time Bob Irving's going to join me at two thirty on the the Jim Tull show today to to recant that and recant. You know, was it the darkest time in Blue Bomber history? And could this current regime be one of, well, it already is one of the brightest. Could it be the brightest? But I remember when that happened and I thought, well, Wade had some very successful businesses at the time. He was very busy. And I thought it was just kind of a PR move to appease. We are making changes. Mm -hmm. And I think Wade at the time said, I'm going to come in and help out. Nothing, you know, I don't think it was I'm signing on and we're going to fix this and all this. I Mm -hmm. But I could be wrong about that. Um, but I, I thought it was kind of a thing that, well, it's August 9th, the season's not going well again, we're going to change this, Wade's going to help us, and we'll go get going in the right direction. And then you look at the 10 years, and and the thing about this, Cam, is like we live in the world where it's fire everybody all the time. Mm-hmm. Every time something doesn't work, fire everybody. And I did this for years with Mike O'Shea, and, and people would say, fire Mike O'Shea, he was 3-13. and 13. Or three and uh, whatever. and then five, five and 13. Five and 13. And then they would say, fire Mike O'Shea. And I'm like, well, they were seven and something or eight and something. And then they'd be like, well, fire Mike O'Shea. They made the playoffs, but they lost on the road. And then the next year, they they made not only made the playoffs, but they had a home date, but they lost. There was a, there was a ladder to this success. There and I'm was. like, you're, you're asking to fire somebody who's literally getting better every year. Not better to the peak, but they're getting better every year. Like, the, if you have the patience, this is working. Mm-hmm. Because it's getting better every year. There yep. was never a step back 
throughout the tenure of it. No, there wasn't. It, it took too long for some fans, but man, and that's why I say when when loyalty this, loyalty that, loyalty gets a bad rap, especially in sports. There, loyalty can be a bad thing to certain items, but in general, if you are building something and believe in it, you need that loyalty to have it work, and there's no better example of that than the Winnipeg Blue Bombers the last 10 years. 2014, 7-11, Mike O'Shea's first season as head, head coach. They missed the playoffs. 2015, Five and thirteen. Following season, they make the playoffs on the road. Then, then at then they host a playoff game. Then they uh, win their first playoff game, semifinal versus Sask, losing the West Final to Calgary, win the Great Cup the next year. COVID cancels, win another Great Cup, uh, and then of course losing the Great Cup to Toronto. So the first year seven wins, the next year five wins, and then yeah. after that, it was better every single year until the titles. There was a there was a definite ladder of projection, and of course Wade Miller, Kyle Walters. Michael Shea, you ask any of them, they'd say it's a lot more people, uh, but they're the face of it. And uh, yeah, I mean, it's been great. It is a lot more people, the but Blue they're Bombers. the ones yeah. who initiated and put it in this direction. And they need to, they don't need to, but they should be taking <laughs> Jim credit Tilt for that. Jim to take you all the way until three o'clock. Thanks so much to uh, Tyson Rewicki for producing the show. That's it for me. I'll be back soon in the morning. See ya. Chats at noon on 680 CJOB.